welcome back to a brand new episode of Class of 2020, the podcast. I'm Harriet, your host for the series. We know that times are tough and lockdowns have become relentless. Coronavirus has affected all sectors of the jobs market and left many of us applying for job after job and getting nowhere. There's no easy fix, but Class of 2020 is here to support you through it. We've partnered up with leading organisations to give you free access to our e-learning community platform, where you can boost your confidence, learn new skills and become more employable. But that's not all. In this series of the Class of 2020 podcast, we chat to some amazing professionals from all kinds of sectors to ask them the questions that you want to know the answers to. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Class of 2020, the podcast series three. I'm joined by Tracy today, founder of Made Possible By and strong advocate for making good in the world, joining us all the way from Oklahoma by the power of technology. Lovely to have you with us today, Tracy. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here, Harriet. Super excited to chat to you today. So first of all, why don't you tell us just a little bit about you and what you do at Made Possible By? Yeah, um, so I am originally from Boulder, Colorado, and uh, my husband and I have been in Oklahoma for about 20-some years. I've been married for longer than that, a while, and um, I have three boys. I have a 22-year-old, a 18-year-old, and we started over, and I have a three-year-old now, so life is a little bit hectic, and my role as a co-founder with Made Possible By is uh, customer relations, or I like to just call them making good, connecting with, um, with our customers and making sure that everything is fabulous with them and made possible by we're a really unique concept as far as we know no one else in the world does exactly what we do Um, we provide a simplified way for businesses to process their sponsorship requests and then we provide them a permanent location to share their stories of good small to mid-sized businesses don't have the resources to hire someone to process all their sponsorship requests or to hire a marketing team to share their stories of good. So we help them do that. And part of my role is I get to host a podcast. And that's one of my favorite things is I host a podcast called Conversations Around Good, where we share stories of individuals, businesses, organizations that are doing cool things around the world. Amazing. I think this has come at such a good time as well. We all need a bit of good in our lives, especially over the past year. Um, Am I right in thinking that this was founded in March of last year? Yes, that was when we we had a a soft launch before that, but last March was our main coming out. Okay. And was that kind of a coincidence or did that, was that planned to coincide with kind of the breakout of the pandemic um, oh, no, not at all. I don't think anything was planned last year, was it? <laughs> no, it just happened and we just kind of roll with it. Thankfully, technology, you know, you can, I mean, this is evidence of that. We doesn't really, shutting down doesn't necessarily stop us a lot, but um, we're looking forward to getting back to face-to-face meetings for sure. Although this has opened many doors to be able to talk to people around the world and it's acceptable now to have a Zoom call with someone even in the States who's, you know, just a little bit too far to drive. (laughs) Just a tad. Yeah, it's interesting (laughs) because everyone's faced challenges over the past year. But I mean, did you find that? Did you face any particular challenges or was it just kind of the nature of made possible by 
I mean, did that kind of bring the opposite? Did that kind of bring a, an escapism? Yeah, well, last year? I think that it helped us to broaden our horizons in the sense of, I mean, we had thought clearly our platform, we can service any business anywhere in the world, but I don't think we had planned to reach out that far that soon. But because of Zoom meetings and Squadcast and being able to reach out to people, it just kind of opened our doors earlier to be able to say, hey, we can we can help people around the world, which is exciting. I think we all just dealt with that uh, sense of fear at the beginning, just the unknown. But I think that it's made us closer together and just to be able to realize what's really important. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned your podcast there, Conversations Around Good. Tell us a little bit more about that. Was that the plan from the start to have that podcast or did that kind of come out a bit later in, in the project? Um, and what do you get out of that? What kind of stories have stuck with you from that podcast? Oh, gosh, that's that's a big question. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't part of the original plan. I think it just kind of evolved when we just started uh, hearing all these cool stories of our clients. We call them community champions and just hearing their cool stories of what they're doing. And, you know, everyone does a different kind of good. Right. Which is great, because if we all did the same good. Not everything would be getting done. So we just learn new stories all the time. And we just wanted to provide a platform of another way that we could share their good for them. And gosh, it's so inspiring. I love stories with kids. I love hearing um, one of our uh, organizations that we shared is called Cavett Kids. And it's with um, terminally ill or um, long-term illness uh, children. And just their stories of even though they're hurting and their lifespan is quite a bit shorter, they, the ways that they choose to give back and they choose to invest in people. Uh, I did a podcast yesterday with a woman who is a world national champion. She's the Canadian paddleboarding champion, and she's going to Hungary this summer to compete in the world championship. She competed last year there. She's been to China, but she took her paddleboard, which is her passion, and she created a fundraiser around it to raise money for cancer research. So I could go on. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of stories. And we haven't even done 100 podcasts yet of just all the cool things that our people are doing. That's amazing. What kind of inspired you to start Made Possible By? Was it kind of that, um, just that love for sharing good in the world and being positive? Or was it something else? Yes, uh, we were working with... Uh, a shop here in town who is very community minded. They're all about sustainable um, and sustaining the environment and just being good in their community, connecting with people. And they were talking about all of the sponsorship requests that they get and how much time it takes. Uh, it was just taking way too much time, taking away from their business. And it just got our wheels rolling and thinking, how can we help? How can we make this to where they can continue to do business because, you know, you need to make money, um, but still be able to do the good in their community. And my husband, just his brain works at a different level. And he thought, let's do this and this and this. And we were like, okay, well then let's add this and this. So it just kind of grew from there, but we saved them a ton of time with their sponsorship requests. And now they're able to get out there and do even more. And then we brought it out to other people and we're helping a lot of other businesses be able to do the same. So our 
How Made Possible by Works is we create what we call a community impact page for each of our clients. We call them community champions. And the impact page lists the company's giving values, their giving parameters. It highlights everything that they've given to in the past. There's a picture and a short blurb about what they've done for the project, the organization, the event. All of those are clickable links. And then it also has an apply for sponsorship button on that page. So our clients link that page to their website. Some of them use our logo um, and put it in the social media set with a link to their community impact page. Some put something in their main nav that says uh, community sponsorships or community involvement. So now when they receive a request, they say something like, thank you so much for thinking of us. We would love to learn more. Do me a favor, go to our website, click the made possible by link or the community sponsorship link, and that'll take you to our community impact page. There on our page, you'll see our giving values. You'll see things we've given to in the past. And if you think you're a good fit, go ahead and click apply for sponsorship and we'll get back to you. So now they don't have to stop in the middle of the day and take phone calls. Uh, they don't have to stop in the middle of the day and, and listen to someone's spiel, which they want to know, right? They want to hear about um, this opportunity to give, but they just don't have time in the day to do that because they need to be working. And they don't have to go through their emails with the back and forth. When, when is the event? What do you need? Are you a 501c3? You know, all the information that they need is in one location. And that community impact page is a permanent placement for all their stories of good. When you post something, it stays out there for a little bit in the world, right? But it eventually gets lost in the stream. Or when a business sponsors an event, they get a logo on a t-shirt or on a poster. And both of those get, you know, end up in the closet somewhere or the poster gets thrown away. But their community impact page stories are permanently there. They can share individual stories. They don't have to rewrite the content or they can share their whole page at any time. Because we just want to provide a way to make good loud in the world. And we want businesses to be able to have a way that saves them time so they can get out there and do their own good. So good. If we um, rewind a few years, I think your journey to where you are now is quite interesting. You haven't always kind of worked in the sector that you're in. Tell us a little bit about kind of the different roles that you've had in the past. Yeah, it's interesting how that happens, right? Sometimes God takes you in different directions to get you where he wants you to be. Um, I originally started in the fitness industry. I was in there for over a decade. I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was a great time. Uh, and then I had an injury that took me out for a while. And then um, my opportunities expanded and I was offered a position as the CEO of our local chamber of commerce. And I stayed in that for a season, which was really fun. I mean, that's just another way of helping people, right? It's just connecting businesses to their customers and helping with community events. And I never, ever thought I would be in technology, but my possible buy was growing and it needed more hands-on. And so I stepped away from that to do this full time. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, I've, I've been speaking to a few people on the podcast recently who are working in technology. And a lot of them have come from degrees that have nothing to do with technology. Um, and I think that's just a really important message to get across that what you study at university or even what you start out with on your career isn't necessarily where you end up. Um, and I think there's a lot of pressure nowadays. Um, I'm not sure what it's like in the US. I assume it's the same. Um, but when you graduate, you should know exactly what you want to do next. You should have your whole career planned out um, and just kind of get started on those next steps. 
what would what have you learned from having such a varied career or what would your advice be to kind of recent graduates or school leavers who are facing that pressure at the moment yes the first thing I would say is just relax take a deep breath it's it's okay you don't have to have your whole plan uh, set up I very few people that I know that I went to college with are doing exactly what they plan to do um, we're trying to instill this to our 18 year old right now and he's he's doing pretty good at, I'm, I'm impressed with him in this and that he's getting his pilot's license. He is a rancher. He trains horses. Um, he's an athlete. He's also a model for Wrangler. I mean, he's kind of got, he listened to me about one thing, right? He's trying lots of different things to see what he likes to do. And it's okay. If you change your uh, major a couple times at university, just figure out what it is that moves you figure out what excites you. And that might be different in five years or in two years or in 10 years, it might be different. And that's okay because we have different seasons. We grow, the world changes, we change, our desires change, and that's okay. Just roll with it and take a deep breath and don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's so important as well at the moment to be kind of open about the direction that you're going in when the job market is, is the way it is. Um, so yeah, that's really, really good advice. Um, going back to university, you just mentioned it there, you didn't finish your college degree. Um, yeah. And I think that that is such a taboo in our society, and it really shouldn't be. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Why did you decide to drop out? And did you face any kind of uh, resistance, maybe from friends or family? Yes, I first went to a community college, I had to pay for all my own education. So that was a hurdle to begin with. Um, no one in my family had ever gone to school before. And so it was a, a new beginning. And so when I had to pay for it, I thought, okay, I'm going to do my prerequisites at the least expensive place that I could do it. I got it. I did really well there in high school. I didn't get such great grades because I was having too much fun. But when I had to start paying for it, I worked really hard at it. Uh, and then I went to the University of Colorado. I was studying communications and journalism. And my husband and I, we were not married at the time, but when we got married, we really didn't want to take on a whole lot of debt for both of us to do that. And I was starting to move into the fitness industry. So I didn't need a career, a, a degree in communications and journalism. I was already making money doing fitness uh, instruction. And so I dropped out. I, I have had a few friends from time to time say, you should go back and get your degree. And, and I always say, you know what, if I want to do that, I'll do that. But right now I'm completely fine and I'm not worried about it. To me, it's not, I'm more about experience being what makes me who I am and not a plaque on the wall. That to me is, it doesn't really matter. I don't need a pedigree. I am cool with who I am and I love what I do. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I think as well, I mean, we're really passionate about that at Class of 2020, that learning is kind of a continuous thing that happens throughout life. And I think there's an expectation that we go to school, we go to university, then our education's done, then we work. And that's not what it's like. And as you said, like, if you decide to go back to college, then great. And if you don't, that's also fine. It's kind of just finding the journey that works best for you um, and not feeling restricted by those expectations. I think that's really nice to hear. So we're talking about how you've changed roles and your career's taken completely different direction um, in the past. What was kind of what challenges did you face 
or did you face any challenges with those career changes? I mean, just logistically and kind of applying for different roles or uh, changing your mindset to fit into a different position. How did you kind of manage those changes? Yeah, I think that, well, with fitness, clearly you take a lot of classes and you have to learn uh, a lot of different, it depends on what class you're teaching or uh, what area you're going into. You have to learn a lot about anatomy and safety. So I, you do a lot of continued education. So over a decade, I was doing that. So I did do a lot of training in that area. Um, when the Chamber of Commerce position was brought to me, I did go through also some classes for that. Um, chambering is a kind of a whole different kind of world. It's more of helping people, connecting people. I always joke that we're the little Lego, the, the small little white, not sexy Lego that connects all the big pieces together. So I think moving into that, it, it's more about caring about people and having a lot of energy to do it. Because when you're in a community position, you're on 24 seven. If you're going to go out to eat, you need to plan on at least three people coming over and talking to you. Uh, anytime you're out during the day, it doesn't matter if it's between nine to five. If someone has an issue, they're going to want to talk to you about it. And, and that's okay. So you just kind of learn to adjust your expectations. If my husband and I wanted to have a quiet evening out, we would not go into our little town. We would go to one closer um, to have some quiet time. But I did go through some classes um, to train for the chambering world. And then moving into technology, I think that has been the biggest challenge for me because I am not, I'm not technology strong by any means. I am not a great social media person. And that is a role that was uh, given to me. Uh, we have a person on our team who's excellent at that, but he's also busy doing many other roles as well. So Again, I've just had to learn. YouTube is my friend a lot, <laughs> especially with starting the podcast. I've done a lot of YouTube videos and just a lot of research. Thankfully, you know, with technology these days, everything is at your fingertips. And my 18-year-old taught me that he fully believes he can do anything because of YouTube. And he has worked on his car in ways that I'm just shocked that he's able to do because he YouTubed it. So uh, younger people always look to the younger person for technology help. But it, it has been a challenge, but I, I embrace that. I, it's, it's good to grow. It's good to push yourself and not just stay comfortable in that warm water. Sometimes you need to turn up the heat. It's amazing what you can learn on YouTube these days. I mean, I'm teaching myself the ukulele just from YouTube. Not that I'm any great, but it is amazing the things that you can find on YouTube. Um, yes, yeah, that's impressive. Ukulele, that's, I like that. Oh, I think it sounds more impressive than it is. <laughs> <laughs> did you find, um, did you find it, do you think it's different to kind of change your career trajectory kind of later in life compared to just out of uni? Yeah, absolutely. I think just because one, people's expectations, uh, you know, when I left uh, the CEO position, I think that was harder on my mom than on anyone else because she, she's like, why don't you just stay there forever? Because I don't want to. I, I want to try something else. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm a mom, I'm older, I'm in my 50s. And so this, it, it's definitely um, unexpected, maybe is more um, 
but I don't think it was any more challenging than when I was young. I think I am an energetic person and I want to learn new things and a number is not going to stop me. You know, if I feel like this is the direction I need to go, then I'm going to do it. For sure. Amazing. It's been lovely chatting to you, Tracy. Um, one final question for you. Looking back on kind of your career so far, do you have any advice for your younger self um, or any recent graduate school leaver who's just out of ed- education now? Uh, yes. If I was talking to my younger self, I would say, it's okay, baby girl. It's okay. It's all going to be good. You don't have to have it all figured out. Uh, you, you just don't. Just take the next step. Just take the next step that you see before you. And if that doesn't work, then try something else. And if that doesn't work, then try something else. Just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't stay in that stuck spot. Just move forward. Good advice. And I want to end. I've been looking at that quote behind you while we've been chatting. And I want to end for those of you who can't read it. uh, It says, throw kindness around like confetti. And I think that's such a lovely note to end on. So I'm going to steal that from your background. Go right ahead. That's what it's there for. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Tracy. It's been really, really great to talk to. Really interesting and great advice as well. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate you all. Thanks everyone for listening. And we'll see you next time.